Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Do you have any cheese at all? No. (laughs) A senseless waste of human life. Hello, cheeseheads, and welcome to a special... Well, I don't even know if it's that special, to be honest. It's a pod. We know what we're going to talk about. There's no football anymore. It's the Corona Lockdown Cheese Room pod. Uh, joining me, basically, because they're all bored, is uh, is our usual podders, all the way from Vienna, is uh, HG. How are you doing? I think, am I the only one who's actually on lockdown right now? I think I might be. Um, I'm doing all right, actually. It's a bit weird walking the streets with very few people around. It feels like every day is Sunday. But, um, Yeah. Uh, life is good. We're all happy and healthy. Top stuff. Also joining me, really get to speak to this man um, all the way from the South Coast. It's Mr. Simon J. Burrows. How you doing, mate? Doing well, thanks, mate. Good evening to you, Franco. Good evening to all our listeners. And Franco, did you just say we know what we're going to be talking about? Because I haven't got a clue. No, so I don't know what we're <laughs> going to be talking about. We're gonna talk about. Oh, good. I'm, I'm glad you said that. Because it's, it's, it's one hell of a strange feeling at the moment, isn't it? Not knowing when our next game's going to be and wondering what you're going to do at the weekends and uh, having to spend time with the family. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Exactly. There's see. no cricket or anything. I oh, know. <laughs> Apparently there's WWE, is it? Or WWF, whatever it's called. Always get mixed up between the two. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit too old for that now, I'm afraid. <laughs> out of it. Mate, all I'm doing is refreshing the coronavirus update hotline. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, football there's no football so I'm just you know pretending it doesn't exist it's the only way to survive and get through this I mean what did HG just tell us that on Friday what was it HG? Uh, it's uh, Ryan Sessegnon against Mikhail Antonio at some FIFA competition I guess they'll be showing it on, on Twitter I don't know what, how it works but, yeah Levy, uh, Levy said it's only £20 ahead to uh, to watch it so it's not too bad <laughs> Excellent. Or maybe we get a discount as part of our season ticket package. You never know. So, some, some some joke about we're not paying you to twiddle your thumbs. Literally, we are. Yeah, he's probably thinking, right? If I can get these players to give me some value back, I'm still paying them. Oh shit! Right, it's a bit odd. I mean, I came back from Leipzig last week, and 
I've been working from home ever since, which has been nice. I wasn't really up for the Man, Man United game, considering how badly our current form was, and kind of looking to that thinking it was not going to be a great game. And then it's been cancelled. Uh, Simon, you would have been there. Were you quite glad that in the end it didn't happen? <laughs> I was actually, in a, in a weird kind of sick, twisted way, I was looking forward to it because uh, I, I noticed that it was a half-four kickoffs, and I was working really early Monday morning, so I was mm. going to meet up with a couple of mates before the game, have a few beers, and then... God knows what was going to happen during the game itself. My one glimmer of hope was that United had played on the Thursday night and um, perhaps we might have benefited from a couple of days extra rest against them. And yeah, I was going to enjoy a few drinks and stay in London after the game Sunday night, ready for an early start Monday morning. But uh, Sailor V wasn't to be. And instead, no. uh, the family and I went to Pepper Pig World. <laughs> so make of that what you will. <laughs> oh, there is a reason for not having kids. I keep putting it off as long as possible. I have to do shit like that. Jeez. Yeah, the roller coasters were pretty good, actually. I was, I was impressed. I was mm. impressed. And, uh, yeah, I got to meet Grandpa Pig. So, you know, what more do you want? <laughs> I mean, talking back to the Leipzig game, I know Mr. Jolly and um, Seb. Seb went in on, on, on that game and was, was pretty frustrated. But let's get your opinions. HG, what did you think of the Leipzig game in the end? I've... I've kind of put it out of my mind um yeah i i was deeply disappointed that sabitzer scored twice because i think he's rubbish um but yeah like i mean leipzig they're very good at what they do they didn't really have any injuries and we were we were struggling so like it's unfortunate and it's annoying but i suppose you just have to take it on the chin and move on i don't think we did ourselves justice in either game but having said that Leipzig were the better side in both games and deservedly went through. It's difficult because they scored that goal after, what was it, in the first 10, 15 minutes. And that was a real sucker punch because it felt like we weren't playing too badly up to that point. We were kind of, I don't know, <laughs> we weren't playing well, but we weren't playing badly. And this is it with Savitzer, like he hits that shot another 30 times and 25 of them go wide. So like it's, yeah. it, it, it was one of those ones, it was close to the corner, if not right in the corner. And although people gave... Hugo a bit of crap for not getting there um, it was going away from him so I, I don't really blame him too much and the, even the header the second one anywhere else the keeper saves it he just you know puts his head towards the ball I don't think he's trying to to aim it to go into the near post he just gets a bit of luck no. so yeah look it's it's easy to look back and try and find reasons to, to say we weren't as bad as we were but yeah those, those two goals really did kill it yeah, and you, right, that second goal was completely unorthodox. You'd never expect a sort of cross and header from that position. And Hugo got to it. I think that's the frustrating thing is that he got a hand to both of them and was probably a little bit weak in, on, on both shots. But it just killed things in the stands. I mean, Leipzig was an interesting experience. It's quite a nice, tiny little city. Met up with Steve Diver, who's obviously on the pod on occasion. Uh, so it's good to kind of uh, hang out with him for a little bit and... When I got in the ground, the atmosphere was all right. People were kind of enjoying themselves, but and that goal just just killed it. And it was it was good that in the second half the fans got behind the team, and we had you know a little bit of a sing song, and it just it just wasn't to be. And Jesus Christ, we had to walk so far to get to our entrance. It's really like when you come from the city to the ground, mm. they put you at the furthest bit. Loads of people walked across this field. So mm. <laughs> all these Spurs fans had like ruined their trousers and their nice shiny trainers and whatever. Mm. And uh, it was just long. And then I think I left five minutes from the end. Sorry, first game I've left in actually ages. And um, went back to the city. But here's, here's the top of my evening. The people I was with, uh, shout out to Stu. They wanted to go to McDonald's, obviously, late at night. 
all had a few too many beers. So I, I found them the McDonald's and I was like, I can't do it. I can't eat McDonald's. So I found myself this little <laughs> Greek gyro place, like a kebab. And the geezer made it all look very nice. And I'm walking back to my hotel, chomping away. I'm getting towards the bottom. And you know, like when you, when you bite into something, you're like, that texture's a bit weird. So oh, I, no. I like spat, it, spat, spat <laughs> out this chicken in my hands and then looked in the light. And basically, there's just a raw bit of chicken oh, that I'd half eaten. No. <laughs> and then okay. opened up the kebab and there was another massive bit of raw chicken. <laughs> so I spent the next 20 minutes in my hotel just puking up intentionally like trying to get it out of my system so i didn't get food poisoning thankfully i didn't but that kind of um topped off our champions league campaign in style <laughs> absolutely well, you've got nothing but, to worry about with coronavirus and if you can survive the uh, the dodgy leipzig kebab then you can survive anything well this is it let's hope so i mean yeah and then got back to england and very shortly it, it was apparent that things were not going to go ahead in the league um mm. i thought it was a bit it was a bit of a strange few days because it really felt like there was no way we could continue with with the league but um it was still going to be plowing ahead i thought it did get cancelled was it friday or saturday i can't remember but it seemed to get cancelled quite late and we've had like what a three-week postponement until when is it the third of april or something Officially, the Sheffield United game is 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 the next fixture. They've, yeah. they've called off. They've obviously, they called off the United game and called off the West Ham game, which is supposed to be Friday night. So, waiting for the next update. Basically, no, yeah, no one, I mean, no one expects it though, do they? No, Simon. Do you think three weeks is going to be it, or do you think the season's going to get postponed even longer? It's hard to like tell. It doesn't it? sound like it, doesn't it? From uh, what the Prime Minister's saying, he says the peak in peak in the UK is probably another two or three weeks away yet. So. I can't imagine we're going to see any football for at least another three weeks, a month probably at the earliest. Yeah. And I guess the longer this goes on, the less likely it is the league's going to be finished. I mean, I said instantly that it's going to be really difficult. Like They could play it behind closed doors, but then as soon as managers, you know, like Arteta and uh, play, who was it? Hudson Odoi? Yeah. Yeah. As well. Chelsea, yeah. So, and then, like all the Valencia team, you could see like abroad why the Italians and, and the Spanish were starting to stop their games. And then, as soon as a few players and, and you know Arteta in England got it, that was it. So mm-hmm. it's just I can't imagine that it's going to get started for at least another two months. You reckon? Yeah. I mean, th- th- this is it. Like, if if FIFA have, or UEFA have come out and said that they want everything done by the end of June, and I suspect you're going to need two months to finish the season. Then you're mm. looking at a, a first of May start. I mean, that's I guess in theory it's possible, but yeah, I I, I agree with you, Franco. I don't think we're going to see football for a, quite a few months right now. No, and even then, I mean, I watched the UFC uh, the other day, and I watched the the Man United against uh, who were they playing? Lask, Lax. Yeah, Lask, Lax, Lask. <laughs> and the PSG game against Borussia Dortmund. I watched all of those, and it's all a bit weird, isn't it? Watching mm. football even on TV without a crowd because all right, their benches cheered when, when PSG scored and, and stuff. But it's just without that atmosphere, it just feels really weird. Like UFC, it was just like watching a street fight, some blokes just beating the shit out of each other in a cage with like, you know, no no audience. It's a bit strange. So, uh, Brent, what do you think about that? Would you be up for the league starting again behind closed doors? I don't think so. I think that you need the fans. Um, what I would suggest is, is wait a few months, play, play it out in the summer. Even if it runs over into next season maybe cuts next season short uh, so play 19 games instead of 38 games um behind closed doors uh, I, I don't know i think it depends on it, the, the fans are, are the the most important part of the experience so i I'd, I'd be reluctant to go down that route 
Yeah. There's so many permutations. Uh, Simon, you, you did a poll on Twitter, didn't you? What mm. were the options and the results of that? Yeah, I mean, we put a poll out saying what kind of option would uh, would people back if they were in charge and the overwhelming majority went for uh, <laughs> declaring the season null and void. And I suspect that, I suspect there was, you know, a vast majority of fans voting on that were Tottenham fans. I think it was, was it 75 A little bit of bias. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I mean, it has been the most ridiculous season we've experienced in a long time, hasn't it? Tottenham fans have been one thing mm. after another. And this just caps it all off, doesn't it? With, with, this, with this long postponement, it's just, you know whatever next and now there's no football so going back to your earlier point I'd I'd be in favour of playing games behind closed doors to get the season done and dusted because I think if they don't or if they write the season off then it's going to be asking for trouble I, I just hate the idea of legal battles in the football we're already going to have a big hoo-ha with what's going on with Man City and their Champions League and you know fifth place is Champions League or not yeah, we, we we were just discussing amongst ourselves before we recorded about the West Ham Sheffield United controversy that dragged on for a couple of years, well probably longer than a couple of years, wasn't it? Because Sheffield United had only come back up to the top flight last season, didn't they? Sorry, this season obviously after getting promoted last season, so it's taken them what over ten years to get back to where they were. So I hate the idea of legal wranglings in football. You, you know how the the legal system works and the money involved. It, it just it, I could just see it being a huge mess. So I would I would favour finding a solution to getting the, the season completed if it means playing a first you know two or three games behind closed doors and then gradually bring the fans back in then i'd support that and if it, me- and if it means we have to play twice a week you know it's kind of like a gentleman's agreement that we you know teams aren't going to be at full strength for every game then then so be it but i just i just want to see the season completed so there's no arguments about who finished where and who was top who was bottom who comes up who goes down i mean yeah. this is it like right now there are certain rules that uefa have in place that you know league games can't take place the same time as champions league games i think that right they're going to have to have a situation where rather than wait a midweek so we've got european games if you if yeah. you know if spurs are out so we can play a game on a tuesday night it doesn't matter exactly. um, that that would have to be flexible, yeah that would be one way to to, to, to make the season shorter but obviously you know if they, if they, it's not just the the national leagues they, they're going to want to try and complete the Champions League and other things and because if they don't do that let's say they only complete half of them well then what happens for next year I mean that's that's the mm. crazy thing Leipzig you know if they don't finish in the top four in Germany I mean they probably will but if they didn't and then they don't get to complete their one season in the Champions League seems a little bit harsh there so like I agree with yeah. everyone else they have to find a way to complete this year before they even think about next year and I think mm. they, they may have to come up with rules just for just for next season being completely different where let's say the Champions League doesn't have a group stage it just goes to straight yeah. knockout just to, to lower the amount mm. of games um, we talked yeah. about this a little bit before with Bren about having 19 games, maybe finding a different way of doing the league system in in England. But of course, that, that means for every level. I mean, you'd have to find a system that works at every division in the UK or every division, well, sorry, not the UK, but in England as well. And so, yeah, it, it, it's a bit odd, but I think that it wouldn't be too difficult to organise. They just have to agree on something that works for them. But yeah, we've got to we've got to finish this season. It, it, it's it's not it's not only about Liverpool being champions. I think we all know that they would be. But everything else, you have to find a way of making it as fair as possible. And the only way of doing that is to is to finish it off. And any decision you make will cause issues down the line, won't it? Because like you say, you've got a shortened season next year, so there won't be as much revenue. Sky and all the people that have paid for you know a certain amount of matches, I'm sure, will be trying to withhold money. Mm. Uh, 
clubs won't be getting as much. It will change the transfer market because if mm. clubs have got less money and their yearly budget, player costs will probably go down as well, I'd imagine. It, there's going to be so many things affected by it. It's quite fascinating when you think about it like that because as much as society is affected by it, just the football industry is, is affected by it as well. I was amazed, to be honest, that, that Euro 2020 has been cancelled. But really, the way that things are developing at the moment in different countries on the continent, you can, yeah. you can fully understand it, can't you? I think they've lucked out a bit with, with it being a tournament being played all around the continent because it doesn't have a huge impact on one particular city or one particular country. I mean, I don't yeah. think... I think was it a maximum of three games in any one city apart from Wembley? And, you know, if it was one particular country that was hosting all the games in the final and getting all the, the income and the tourism from that, then it would have been one hell of a sucker punch to have, well, I mean, postponed it. It's not so bad, but I guess logistically it's probably easier to sort out when it's all these different venues around Europe. And yeah, it means a stadium in Bucharest or or wherever, they, Copenhagen, I think, in Dublin, wasn't it? They're going to miss out on a, mm. on a couple of games this year and have to wait till next year. So out of all the tournaments that we've had, it's probably one of the easier ones to postpone it, I guess. Yeah. Thinking about the fact that we've we've now not got a tournament in the summer and that, you know, we've now got at least a three-week delay, I best guess I think it's going to be longer, maybe two months minimum. Does that benefit Spurs in any way in, if we do then have the run-in for the league? Because think about it, there's a good chance Kane will be back, there's a good chance Son will be back and Mourinho's got no excuses because he's basically... I know they're training this week and they're talking about the you know, Premier League clubs shouldn't be training and shouldn't be gathering in, in X amount of numbers, but we're still training. Doesn't that HG, do you think, plays into Mourinho's hands a little bit? I think everyone has the chance to get all their injured players back, but from Spurs' point of view, because we have such important injuries in Kane and Son, then it probably helps us more than anyone else. Uh, yeah, look, it, it's great. We all want to see what we can do with Mourinho when he's got the full squad that he wants. And so now we get a chance to actually see it over a, over a long period of games. But um, yeah, look, the whole thing is just, it's just madness. It is. Um, Brendan, uh, what's going on in Brazil? Have they cancelled everything there as well? They have now, yeah. So they've also cancelled the Copa America. So I think the only football being played on the continent is in that Paraguayan prison with Ronaldinho <laughs> and his prison team. <laughs> so it's, uh, can we? Is there a, can you work? Can you? Can we? Can that be streamed back to the UK? Is there a chance we can see that so we can have something to talk about? <laughs> it would be great. I'd love to because it's a great story. I mean, the, the team that wins the tournament wins a pig as well, like a, a baby pig. And I, I don't know if it's if it's cooked or if they have to use it as a pet and sort of. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's the best story. Like in, amongst all the the doom and gloom and the coronavirus and the cancellations and people getting sick. It's, I mean, it's been the best story of the last couple of weeks. It's just for Eugenio. And the fact that he got a fake passport from Paraguay. Paraguay in Latin America is known as the um, the, the counterfeit capital of, of the Americas. It's where everyone goes to buy fake stuff. Right. And so Eugenio decided to get his fake passport there. And his excuse is, well, I got the passport from one of my sponsors. I didn't think it was going to be fake. And I'm like, you don't get passports from, from <laughs> sponsors. You get shaving foam and you get mobiles and you get like perfume. You don't get passports. You get them from the passport office, mate. Oh, it's it's just a great story. Is he still partying like he was when he was a player? Is that the issue? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think he, um, because he had his, his Italian and, <clears throat> excuse me, Brazilian passports confiscated, right. which is why he got the Paraguayan one uh, I think he went to Europe with it. And so he was flying back into Latin America via Paraguay using the fake Paraguayan passport, <laughs> the picture of which 
was the same picture that his sponsor had used to stick on footballs. Um, so <laughs> it's it's just this gets gets better. But yeah, he is a, he's a he's a known party animal. He's he's always at concerts like on on stage at concerts singing with Brazilian singers. And his brother uh, owns a uh, how do I say, a gentleman's club oh, yeah, in yeah. Uh, in Porto Alegre, where um, where 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 Ronaldinho was from. He's from Porto Alegre. His his name in Brazil is. Honodinho Gaúcho. Gaúcho is people from the state of Rio Grande do Sul and the capital is Porto Alegre. Brilliant. There we go. There's some Brazilian stats for okay. you. I love it, Brendan. You've, you're always well informed on this Brazilian stuff. So, assuming um, that, you know, we've, we've got this extra time. <laughs> I hate all these hypothetical questions. Mm. It's so weird, isn't it? Yeah. We basically say, assuming the season starts up in two months again and those players are back, Simon, how confident are you that we can push for that top four or five place? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, massively confident. No, it's good, but it's literally going to feel like the season started again, isn't it? And it's going to be a period yeah. of adjustment. You know, players won't be match fit. Mourinho will still be sussing out his team, trying to work out how to defend. Um, oh, I'm, I'm not confident at all. Although this season has been so ridiculous that you never know, we might have gone on an amazing run and and scrape through. But no, 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 like we'll finish fifth and then Man City will get their ban overturned. So, yeah. Uh, no, not confident at all. Um, but I, I guess in our current plight, you'd have to say that even probably getting European football would be a bonus because it has been poor, isn't it? It has been really poor. There's been some, you know, shocking results, shocking injuries and, you know, very topsy-turvy season. So much disruption. I mean, you, you can't even yeah. look at the you can't even look at the fixture list and think... No, because you, you have no idea what game is actually going to come first. Because, exactly. like, are, are mm. they going to play the Leicester game first if it's May? Because that's the game it's actually scheduled to, to be played on. It's it's just, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're probably going to have to kind of reorganize it, start a little bit from afresh and be like, right, these are the new fixture dates. If we if yeah. we start early May, then, okay, maybe we do start with the games that some teams, probably Spurs, have already sold some tickets for. <laughs> I mean, that's, mm. that's it's, it's just crazy to think about the logistics. But, yeah, like, in, in, in a, I, I do hope that it would be possible maybe even next season let's say that we can't get it finished um before the end of june like they want that we just say right we'll start the first of june and we'll play the rest of the season and we'll have maybe like a two-week break between the two between the two seasons while the teams that get promoted can sort themselves out ticket wise and then we go again and so there is no real summer break this time. We just have a, a season that runs from June to May as opposed to August to May. Well, that's it. I mean, if there is if there is a massive pause now, do you know? Do the players legally need this? You know, this long break in the summer that they they're, they're supposed to be given. So opens up another can of worms, doesn't it? I mean, people like Fatongan. I mean, they're only under contract at Spurs until the end of June. So, like, do, do, does he does he does he continue to play for Spurs? Can he go somewhere else? Like, does he sign for someone else and then play against Spurs before the season's finished? It's just, yeah. I mean, I I, I think they're going to have to rejig everything. But to me, the first thing they have to do is just get this season finished, and then they can figure yeah. out something from there. But this is it. If there's only a really short break, when is the transfer window? Mm. Yeah, yeah. That, that's just it. Like, I I I think the transfer window is probably gonna. I mean, if it was me, you'd, you'd keep the same months and just say you can't join your new team until the season's finished. But um, I, I don't know. I, I, no, no doubt, whatever I consider to be important, the money men will think is not important and they'll go for something <laughs> completely different. Yeah, this is very true. It's um, it's interesting at the moment. 
about how much money we're probably going to lose from this as well. And, mm. and a lot of people, a lot of the anti-Levy fans are saying good. I know. <laughs> as if like, you know, just spiting ourselves. Well, I'm glad we're not earning that money now. I mean, think the, the worst part is today, I think it was Barnet. I mean, are they National League? I think Barnet's National League now. They, they've announced they have to lay off like 60 of their 80 staff because they've got no money yeah. coming in. So it's not mm. just for Spurs. I mean, we all know that we'll be fine financially. We can afford whatever hit comes. But for, for lower league teams, I mean, it could decimate the lower league mm. in in the UK. So and Tottenham women play at Barnet as well, don't they? they so do. that, that, yeah. will, that, that will probably have an effect as well. So Their first season of professional yeah. football. And exactly, then, yeah. That's and it. we were doing relatively well, I believe, weren't we? We were looking at we were in a decent position to at least uh, consolidate top flight status. So more disruption. One good thing that came out of the cancellations of games of the week was that a lot of the food that was, you know, being uh, going to be sold at the grounds was, was given to the homeless. I suppose it's like you look at things like that, you think good, but you do wonder whether chairman like Levy and and, and the various things are going to support the staff that should have been working at, at the games. And, and you know, because a lot of them are on mm. zero hours contracts. It's very precarious it work is. as it is. And we had some big events lined up as well in the summer, didn't we? We had Lady Gaga, Guns and Roses. Was the boxing yeah. confirmed as well? Yeah, boxing was confirmed. Yeah, I mean, I, even if you think about other teams in London, certainly in the east of London, near where you are, Franco, like their their stadium has been rented out for baseball. Of course, yeah. <laughs> so, like, can they? If we if we wanted to play over the summer, that they they can't. They can't play their games at home. I mean, maybe for West End that would be a blessing, but still, it's. There is so much to consider, and I don't think clubs, certainly West Ham, I mean, West Ham's, they rent their stadium for, what, 10 months of the season, uh, 10 months of the year. Yeah. And so in the in those summer months, the stadium owners, that's where they make their money. And so those those things are going to have to happen. I, I think they mm. spent, I think I read they spent about 15 million transforming that stadium into a baseball stadium, and they still made money. So there's no way that, I mean, there's really no way they're going to be able to play in their own stadium over the summer. And that's going to screw things up for them and for the whole league, really. I've just had a thought. Yeah. If Guns N' Roses if Guns and Roses and Gaga and Joshua are using our stadium, I guess we could always go back to Wembley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is that. But is there no athletics as well that will disrupt West Ham? Cause I mean, yeah, be I suppose. I mean, the thing is, like, right now, nothing is going to happen. I mean, that's the crazy thing. No. You can't plan anything because, uh, I mean, based on what we've seen in China, because, you know, weirdly enough, whatever China did to stop the spread of this virus or to slow the spread of this virus, that's basically what we're going to have to do. I, I mean, I, I don't see any way around that. So if you look at the timelines there, it gives you a better idea of what the timelines might be here, but people are still going to be getting it. And so why would you want to to put people in a situation where you've got 50, 60,000 having a really good chance of, of catching it from each other? Mm. It's, I, yeah, this is this is the thing is if you go from Donald Trump's current numbers of no more than 10 people, even if they ease things off, it's very unlikely they're going to say, right, go back to 60,000, 60, is it? No. I mean, the thing is, like, the question isn't really about stopping the spread so much. It's just about the spread is going to happen. So you have to make sure that you have facilities to deal with it. And that's the mm, issue. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I mean, how long is it? How long is a piece of string? Like, it, it could be yeah. 12 months before we really have an idea of, okay, we think we've got this kind of under control. Let's see where we can go from here. Uh, I, I don't want to think it's going to take that long, but I mean, I, I, I'm sitting at home every day from work thinking, I mean, how long am I actually going to be here? How long is this going to be the way we live? Like trying to explain it to my three-year-old. 
you know, that she can't go and do the things that she wants to do. All the playgrounds here are, you know, they're boarded up or they're, it's, it's, it really is very, very strange. And, you know, as much as we love football, it does come second. I mean, we have to make sure that everything else is taken care of first. What's going on in Brazil, Brendan? Is it locked down there yet? Or um, still allowed to go and just chill out? Because you were at Carnival like a couple few weeks ago, weren't you? Yeah, that's that's my worry as well. With my wife and I went to Carnival at the end of Feb. And Carnival in Salvador is officially the world's largest street party. There's three million people are in a space the size of a pin. So uh, <laughs> it's it's a hotbed. And, and that this so it had the message hadn't really arrived in Brazil. And it hasn't really yet either. The only people being tested seem to be the president and his press secretary. There's no one, there's no general um, testing going on. Mm-hmm. So I was in Sao Paulo last week as well at an event. I cancelled another event that I was due to be to due, due to be at on Saturday, uh, just because it was like well, five thousand people in one place uh, with eighty exhibitors from Australia, from Europe, from US, Canada. It's asking for trouble. So um, it's not. It, they're saying it will peak in Brazil in April, and when it peaks, it will peak. Yeah. Like here, there's lots, lots of favelas where people sort of live, literally live on top of each other. So it's quite hard to social distance when your neighbour is is within five feet of you. Um, so it's gonna, it's gonna hit really bad here. They're not ready. They're not prepared at all. The president here is very similar to Trump in his sort of blasé attitude towards it. He was at a sort of, is at a political rally on the weekend uh, against the advice of his own health secretary went outside of the presidential palace was high-fiving and taking selfies with with crowds of supporters it was just so irresponsible and um so it's yeah it'll be april it'll hit here and it will hit hard it will hit really hard and and obviously as always it'll be the, the poorest and most vulnerable that will that will suffer. Yeah, and I think I said to you in chat, didn't I? It's like the, the Brazilians are very tactile, like most Latin nations. You know, like the Italians. I think part of the reason it spread there so quickly is because whenever you know an Italian meets another Italian, they have a little kiss and a cuddle, don't they? And it's probably the one thing that, mm. that keeps the English uh, kind of increase a bit slower is that nobody likes each other in England. So <laughs> if we just say, <laughs> "All right, mate. All right, mate. How's it going? Handshake at best." Even even at the event I was at on the week uh, last week, um, it was obviously people were still kissing. I was still kissing and sort of cuddling the people. I had forty meetings in the space of two days in a sort of workshop environment, and again the girls kissed and some of the guys even. <laughs> um, Are you sure, this wasn't an orgy you were at. <laughs> 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 I, I wish um no it was it was it was a it was a boring uh industry conference yeah. and then afterwards i went to the irish embassy or sorry the consulate because i'm good mates with the the irish consulate I'm trying to sweat out my kids irish passports post brexit right and um there was no con- no physical contact at all no handshakes nothing it was very sort of I'm one end, one end of the table. He's at the other end, and he didn't mind the reach around at the end, but it did. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you are good friends, definitely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the Irish in me. <laughs> uh, I'm a bit gutted that um, St Patrick's Day isn't going ahead today. Now I know. I thought it was on the weekend, but seventeenth um... uh, of March. And the, the streets are empty in Dublin and across across the world. Like there's parades everywhere. The Beijing one's really big. New York, Boston, uh, even Brazil, Sao Paulo. It, it's always a big event, but uh, mm. yeah, just completely cancelled this year. Well, it seems like the only place they're still getting pissed up is in Benidorm, isn't it? 
<laughs> God, yeah. Neanderthals. Those, those Brits doing us proud, singing their fucking songs that they sing every <laughs> song. For my, for my sins, I went to Benidorm with my mate about, I don't know, four years ago. And honestly, it's the same songs being sung then oh, as dear. they are now. It's just, I don't know, it's just that thing like getting pissed up all day. You only go to Benidorm for a bit of nice weather and so you can get pissed on cheap booze, like one euro a pint. Oh God! Brilliant. She could still like, <laughs> yep. We might be in a massive public health situation, but I'm not giving up my my oh, right okay. to get pissed during the day. After my <laughs> after my full English in the sun. Exactly, full yeah. English for like two euros fifty as well, something like that. Brilliant, man. Brilliant. Uh, so what's everyone going to be doing? I'm working from home for the foreseeable future. I mean, I don't know. We've, what are we going to pod about? We're going to have to think of some really ingenious things oh, about. A lot of social media. I mean, a lot of these Tottenham accounts and even the, the club's official channel. This, I wouldn't say they're scraping the barrel quite yet. Well, a few a few of our rivals are scraping the barrel. Um, the club is yep. is doing their best to try and um, dig up some content. You know, Robbie Keane <laughs> did the St. Patrick's Day takeover today. And uh, obviously we've talked about the, the FIFA game at the weekend, but... I mean, there's a limit to how many how many games from yesteryear they can show, isn't there? But yeah, if, if, there it, is. if it if it drags on, then they really are going to be uh, scratching around trying to find stuff to talk about, and that's that's what you worry about, isn't it? In a few weeks' time, when people will really start to feel the effect of the isolation, not having the football, and you know, missing out on seeing friends they've seen every week for for years, and you do worry for people's state of mind. I guess I mean, people are going to have to hang in there, aren't they? Hopefully, they'll be listening to the Cheese Room podcast. <laughs> we go through this every summer, but it's just the fact that it's happened now yeah. so abruptly. Everyone's just a bit lost it's about weird, football. weird, isn't it? Up. Really weird. Especially, see, yeah, lovely. You know, we had a nice bit of spring weather over the weekend, didn't we? You know, it's a kind of time of year. I love, love the love going to the football. You know, it's it's just a great time to to go out and be out and about, going to the games. But the well being of others is is more important. This is very true. HG, what are you going to be doing? You've, you've got to teach your kids from home, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, this is it. So, like, all the school's out until the middle of April right now. So, it's two and a half weeks. I think they cancelled three weeks of school, and then you've got a week and a half of, of the Easter break that would have been happening anyway. But, yeah, we have to officially, you know, send our kids, you know, stuff to do. I mean, in my case, a little bit of written work, maybe watch a couple of Netflix documentaries, because there's not much you really can do. Um, but, uh, yeah, when it comes to coming back in Easter, I mean, officially we're supposed to go back, but I'm very doubtful that we will. So yeah, I, I really don't know what's going to happen, but, uh, at home right now it's, you know, me my wife and my, my three-year-old and it's her birthday next week. So we'll start preparing a, a party on Skype because <laughs> we can't do anything else. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's, oh, it, that is sad. yeah, thankfully she's, she's still young enough to not really understand what she's missing out on, but, uh, yeah, it, it's, yeah. It, it, it is a bit odd, but I think that everyone here is actually taken to it quite well. I think we all understand um, where we are, we've all had issues getting people across the borders before the borders were closed. I mean, my mum flew back to England just yesterday, so I think it was the the last flight out with Austrian Airlines. So it's, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think that the UK is a little bit strange because from what I read, it, people are kind of half in, half out. They don't really know what's going to happen. They think there's going to be some kind of, you know, work from home if you can, but the schools are still in. And and to be fair to Austria, yeah. they 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 told us very quickly. Like I've known for a week that we were going to be closing the schools, and I mean, no no school is open at all from tomorrow. 
and uh, all the shops are shut bar supermarkets and chemists and bakeries and the things that you that you need to survive something like this everything else is mm. closed now so it's it's uh, i think i mean <laughs> there's one famous video doing the rounds here in austria of some guy decided to to sing some nice classical music from his balcony mm. window only for some local viennese woman <laughs> to shout be quiet you're not that good mate um which is which is <laughs> which is very viennese um but yeah, like I, I, it, it is tough because I, I do feel like how we're do, dealing with things here is very different to how things seem to be over there. And and so f mm. from our point of view, I think we've just kind of accepted it. Today was more difficult than yesterday just because the weather was worse. So you, it, you had the lights on at home. It was pretty gray. Whereas yesterday, you know, you, you can still go out during the day. And yesterday was a nice day. So you go out in the sunshine and enjoy it but still you are limited with, with what you can do and with who you can do it. Yeah. I think the thing is in England, half of the population at least have just got no no ability to, to listen to what the government will say, I reckon. They'll just be like, nah, I'm doing what I want anyway. I'm not going to listen to that. But um, it's interesting because really it's, it's as close as you can get to sort of being in a war zone lockdown, isn't mm. it? And I just think it makes you realise like what places like Syria and Iraq, that but also having bombs going off mm. and like gunshots mm. and shit going on like that. And, you know, your life could end at any moment. Mm. It just shows you how much worse like a war zone is. And we're moaning about just having to sit at home and watch That's TV. Like, the shops are still open. You can still go down there and the people are like, oh, I can't handle this. I mean, I and, and, and that's just it. Like here, really, they've, they've come out and decided that the first hour of the day when the shops are open is only for old people in effect. So they can go and get the things they need without people elbowing them to one yeah. side. Um, I mean, I went down this morning and I thought that we'd have bare shelves and we didn't. You know, everything was back, not fully stocked, but you could get everything you needed. So we don't, I mean, we don't need to worry about whether food's going to come or not. The question is, can you keep yourself entertained at home? And given the fact that we've got every single internet gadget you can think of, I've watched various football documentaries. My, uh, my daughter obviously watches Netflix a lot. We, we try to keep her entertained by doing other things too, but it's it's it feels like just a very very long lazy weekend <laughs> you know so, yeah. some mornings you get up and shower and some mornings you don't but at the end of the day <laughs> you've got enough food to to last you and, and and you can talk to your friends although just not physically be with them it, it's it's uh it is strange but i do feel like everyone here is just kind of settled down to the fact that this is what it is and and we we go from there yeah it's interesting about food and stuff because uh, bizarrely last Thursday when I came back, me and my girlfriend decided to start the keto diet. If you don't know what keto is, it's just minimal carbs. So I'm basically just eating meat and, and cheese and like eggs and just fatty stuff. It's the fucking best diet in the world. And I've already lost, <laughs> I've already lost about like two, two, two kilograms, I think. Oh, it's great, but it also makes you feel a bit weird because obviously like your body's changing apparently. And every day I'm just like, Fucking hell, I've got corona. I've got corona. I feel weird. <laughs> got a little bit of a sore throat. Feel weird. The thing is, well, on the on the plane back from, from Leipzig, it was just full of Spurs fans on this Ryanair flight. And after about 15 minutes, it just smelt of like beer farts. Mm. And uh, <laughs> and everyone was coughing and sneezing. And I was just sitting there going, oh, you fuckers. Oh, you fuckers. Let me get off this. Like just spraying uh, like alcohol for fucking gel on my hands every, every couple of minutes. <laughs> and uh, so I came back and just had 
little bit of a probably a little bit of a sore throat again. I was just like, I've got Corona, I've got Corona, you bastards. So this would be it for like the next couple of months as well. Every time you feel a little bit ill, you'll you'll think you've got Corona. Right. Um, I don't know, guys. Anything else you want to talk about? <laughs> I I I, th- I think we should no. do some pods in the future about the state of Spurs' squad, because we know that Mourinho is going to want to change it when he gets the chance, and so we can we can talk about that another time. But uh, yeah, right now, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, right right now we can dream, we can look back on how things were just nine months ago when we got to the Champions League final. We can watch all those games and we can reminisce about the things that made us Spurs fans, and thankfully we can forget about the last month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, who wants to do a season review this year? Not me. <laughs> this is the last <laughs> thing I want to do. How long have you got? <clears> yeah. yeah. And Mr. Jolly will be back late in the week. He'll be doing some more football-related stuff and, and less corona, doom and gloom. But um, until then, Simon, thanks for joining. It's been nice to chat. and It's been a long time. Yeah, pleasure, mate. Thanks for having me on. And uh big shout-out to all our listeners. And I uh, hope everybody's hanging in there okay, keeping themselves amused. And... Um, hopefully we'll try and dig up some content to talk about yeah absolutely Bren thanks for joining us all the way from Brazil oh, Franco it's a pleasure apologies for my Latin American technical issues hopefully it was uh, it worked out alright but um, big shout out to everyone from Brazil uh, stay safe everyone keep washing those hands uh, we'll get through this no problems HG as always thanks for joining mate yeah no problem come on you Spurs everyone yeah exactly come on you Spurs are we playing it? Are we playing somebody? Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, our junior is <laughs> FIFA. We play them on FIFA. Come on, you Spurs! Go Come on, you electronic Spurs! Spurs. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.